Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I have a repeat guest back today to talk to us about something that she has been experiencing in the last year, and it's been kind of a wild ride. So we're going to catch up with Rachel Pacora today. Rachel is an MFR therapist. She lives in Canton, Ohio, and she is the owner of Northeast Ohio Myofascial Release. She's a past coaching client. Um, I think we started coaching together early in 2021, and we've kind of coached on and off ever since. And I love to stay in contact with my coaching clients. Like once you're a coaching client of mine, you just like can't get rid of me. So (laughs) I'm always trying to check in and see how people are doing. And we recently caught up and we were able to kind of go over her year. And she suffered a challenging year in 2022, kind of unexpected. It's been emotionally and personally hard. And she did find out too, though, at the same time that she was able to live in her business with more time off and sustain what she had already been making and make a little more money, even in spite of her circumstances while recovering from a devastating loss. So Rachel, welcome back. And thank you very much for being willing to share with us what's been going on with you. Can you want to tell us what happened in 2022 that created this kind of crazy year for you? Yeah. So thanks for having me on. Like you said, we did a lot of coaching in 2021 and I learned a lot then how to set up my business and create the ideal setting that I wanted. And uh, the end of 2021, we were still in coaching and I was super excited to start 2022 off as a new year with all this you know, year of coaching and see what I could do and at the end of the month of January, my mom unexpectedly passed away. And it was shocking to my family and to everyone involved. And it just was, it came out of nowhere for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I had to take off some time for a, a while yeah. because I, I had never lost my mom before. And it was, it was hard. It's still hard, but mm-hmm. at the time your brain is going in 10,000 different directions and your business is where you, you make your income. So it's scary to not work, but obviously I had to take time off and deal with what was unfolding in front of me, at least for the foreseeable future until I knew, you know, what was happening. So, yeah. So not only did you have to bury your mom, take care of her estate, you became like the executor. So you were like in charge of everything. You also like are a single woman living in Ohio. You've got to put food on your table, take care of your pets. Then you inherited a bunch of pets to also be responsible for, right? Yes. 
I inherited a lot more than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. So tell us how the business that you created in 2021 helped to support you this year. Yeah. So I had a good foundation set up with um, my scheduling software. I had everything kind of in one location as far as all of my scheduling, my clients and everything is just in one program. So I just called one of my closest friends and I gave her my login and I said, you got to call my clients. I can't talk to anybody, you know? So she Mm -hmm. did and she called them all and canceled them for, you know, the foreseeable future. And so that was nice because I could just give her that and not have to think about it. That was a genius thing that you were able to do. You're like, everything is organized. Please do this for me. And when, when something tragic happens, like when somebody dies, our friends and family like want to help us so badly. So for you to be able to be like, go and do this, that was really good. Yeah. I said, I don't know how long I'm going to need. And she said, well, you probably need, you know, some time. I think I said, do you think a week is enough? (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute, right? (laughs) She said, no, a week is not enough. And she had already lost her mom. So she was under, she understood. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I don't, I don't know what to do, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Am I going to be all better in a week? No. (laughs) Yeah. It was just the beginning at that point. So anyway, (laughs) so I had that set up. So obviously it wasn't a problem for any person. Every client understood that, you know, it's Mm -hmm. really not an issue. We make all these problems in our head, but none of the clients cared. Mm -hmm. So I had changed some things at the beginning, at the end of last year to implement for this year. I was planning on taking more intentional time off, like you had recommended for us. So I had already kind of gone in and started taking days off. So just to take extra days off was hard, but I was like, I have to do this. I don't have Was it hard or was it just scary? Because you were like, I've already done a scary thing where I've intentionally taken a bunch of time off and now I'm going to take more time. Yeah, it was really hard because I I kept thinking in the back of my mind, you still need intentional time off. Like Uh you have to still have this time off, even though you're filling all of your empty time with other stuff, you still need time. So I'm like, okay, I'll still take this time off that Heather talks about all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So it was hard to take more time off at first, but then because of all the extra responsibilities that I had, it was so needed. And it, I never went back to working more. Mm -hmm. I'm still working less. Yeah. So you didn't have this idea, like I'm going to have to make this time up. Yeah. Which was probably a new kind of sensation to not have the desire to make it up or the, like the thought, like I have to make this up or something's going to be wrong. Yeah. I had such a a hard time even doing my daily things. It was hard to even care about work. And Mm -hmm. I just would go to work. And when I finally went back to work, I would just go and I was just kind of going through the motions and, you know, it was awful. I didn't have anything to give to anyone. And some of my clients knew about it. Some of them didn't. And I didn't want to tell people that I didn't know because it was just so hard to even exist at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I was just grateful that my schedule was pretty consistent already. I had good stuff in place. I stopped doing 90 minute sessions 
I don't remember when I stopped doing them. Maybe it was at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. or the end of last year. I'm not sure, but I'm so glad I, you did that. I feel like I had to <laughs> wrestle you for that. So that's good. <laughs> it's good to know you. <laughs> yeah. So I do one, one hour sessions. That's it now. And so mm-hmm. my schedule is just like easier to kind of manage. And I shaved off more hours in my schedule because I know I only want to work, you know, 16 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So instead of having 20 hours available and being stressed out, I just, slice those down to what I actually wanted to work. So it was just, it was just easier to have some consistency in work when I didn't have consistency in my brain at all. Yeah. <laughs> I like, still don't always. Life, you walk out your work doors and you walk into like the circumstance of chaos and lots of emotions and feelings and all, all of the stuff we would rather not have to go through in life. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And you don't get to really decide when you want to deal with it. It just kind of happens. So yeah. Yeah. And then I, because of my mom passing, I also realized that I got to do stuff that I want to do. Like we don't know when our last day on this earth is we're not mm-hmm. given that. So I'm going to do stuff that i haven't done before or stuff that I want to do, but I'm too scared to take off of work because I feel guilty or I feel like I can't pay my bills or I feel like whatever X, Y, and Z is. Yeah. What are some of the things that you started to do? I just kind of started traveling a little bit more, going places. My mom and I would travel a lot together in the last couple of years before she passed. And it was kind of just continuing to do those things. I did a couple of bike trips that were pretty long that were Mm -hmm. new for me, uh, like 80 plus mile rides. (laughs) Had you been like a bike rider before this or you just became one? In the last few years, I started to ride, but not really long distance. Like distance riding wasn't my thing. It was more just kind of casual pleasure rides, but Mm -hmm. I got into this long distance biking and it's been kind of a new challenge and something I can put my energy into what energy I have. Yeah. (laughs) So where all have you gone this year on your bike? Oh, I've been a lot of places in Ohio. Um, I went to New York. I went to Pennsylvania. I did a three-day bike trip in New York. I did a two-day bike trip in Pennsylvania. I've been several places in Ohio. It might look kind of far away from me, but, you know, Mm -hmm. traveling short distances. Yeah. So those have been really fun. It's important to still do the things that I want to do and still find that balance. Yeah. What has that been like in this situation? Like really putting yourself first while at the same time continuing to take care of like all of the stuff that you didn't sign up for with from your mom's passing? It's hard. It's a challenge every day. I have to really make time for it because otherwise we can get so consumed in all the shit we have to do all the time. Mm -hmm. There's always something I have to do. I never get time to really do nothing. So I have to plan that time because it just doesn't exist. Otherwise it will get filled with something that is quote unquote an emergency. Mm-hmm. So I have to create that time of like, I know I'm not going to go to work and I really have to stick to that boundary because it's easy to say, oh, I guess I could still work. And I do sometimes, but very rarely do I pick up extra time. Mm-hmm. I just kind of say, well, it's really not that many days in the, the scheme of things. Oh, I love, I love that. 
especially for anyone listening to this, who's new, like a newer therapist or newer to like setting boundaries in their schedule and like realizing that it's just not an emergency and you get to decide if I want to pick up hours, like, is this like very fun for me to do? Or do I feel resentful? Or do I feel like I have to do this? And am I going to be pissed when I leave my office after this? Yeah. Because nobody wants to be treated by someone that doesn't want to be there. Like they really don't. Right. And I, I've learned that in the few times that I have picked up some extra days, I quickly realized like, I don't actually want to do this. And Mm. so I had another day I think I was actually going to work today because I won't be here next week. And I decided after the last time I picked up another day, I was like, actually, I don't want to work. So I'm not going to. And so I decided to not work today. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's just out of old habit. Yeah. Thinking that you've got to work a lot, like in anticipation for being gone, you have to fill up your schedule ahead of time. You have to work yourself to the bone in order to deserve to have that time off. Yeah. So many people do that. They don't realize like it's like totally optional. Yeah. And all the things, all the decisions that I've had to make up until this point this year, if I don't know how to make the decision or I'm not sure, I think of the things that you've taught us in coaching of like, it's just not an emergency. It's not a problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All the things that you've probably said until you're blue in the face, they really do help me kind of come back. It's like, all right, I got this. I can do this on my own. It's, it's oh, fine. I love that. And I think that's so true, right? Cause some people think once they're in coaching, like I'm never going to be able to leave because I need this like instant help, yeah. but it's like, you are becoming the tool. Like you are becoming the master of the tools. So like when you're not in coaching, like you just remember the things you've heard and allow them to continue to work. It's not like you need new information. Like the information isn't new. It's just like, yeah allowing yourself to be able to apply it is very helpful. So glad you said that. That's so great. Yeah. So fun. Okay. So you mentioned earlier, you've had to take, you took your intentional time off and you held that boundary, which is so good and probably did not feel good all of the time. And you had unexpected time off. With all of that said, how has your business managed to continue to support you in 2022? It's been fine. I think last year I was working five days a week, you know, every week. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I work four days a week and I've made more money this year so far than I did last year at the same time. So that's awesome. It's been great. And I've taken off 38 days so far that were (laughs) non-planned. Wow. That were aside from the four days of working. Okay. So they were extra time that I took off to go on trips or with my mom passing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So does that include your planned time off or this is just like the non-planned? It was non-planned. It was my time that I took off with like vacation, COVID, mom stuff. That was not the four days a week that I was working. So if we include your intentional and your non-intentional time off, how many days have you had off this year? Was it like 38? 38? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what else are you doing that you know of? Next week, I leave for Pennsylvania to go to my T for T. That's amazing. taking the week off for that. Okay. And... 
I've decided that my cousin and her family are going to meet. We're going to meet halfway in Tennessee for Thanksgiving. So I'll take off another four days for that. And my goal at the beginning of 2022 was to take off the week between Christmas and New Year's. So I still have that time taken off, although I'm not sure what I will do this year because it'll be a different situation. But that was the planned time I was planning on taking because the time okay. between Christmas and New Year's is not always that eventful for me. So yeah, this won't work it. It's usually not worth my time. Yeah. So what if you decided now to start thinking about what you want to do during that time instead of like leaving it so open-ended, which would probably lead you to end up working or not feeling good about having that time off. So you just have to like put a little effort into it. Working on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love this though. So you're going to have over 45 days off, like close to 50 days by the end of the year. That's amazing. Do you want to share with us like your numbers too? Do you mind sharing what 2021, what the year was and where you're at for 2022? Yeah. So for this time in 2021, up until September, I had made $47,143. Okay. That's January through September. Yep. Okay. And then so far this year, I've made $51,250. Isn't that like amazing? And you didn't have anywhere near that amount of time off in 2021. No. (laughs) (laughs) Like, do you even, like, did you even go to seminars in 2021 or? I did. I went to quite a few. I took off two weeks last November and then like a few days in December to go to seminars, but... We're talking two weeks, not 50 days. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I did last year. I think I just took off, you know, a couple of days here and there, but I pretty much worked all, all the time. Yeah. So when we went through your numbers, cause we had, Rachel was a great referral source for me. So I gave her some bonus coaching. And so we met, we like kind of went over the year and that's, you were like kind of hard on yourself when you came to that call. I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but you were really down on it. You're like, I took all this time off and I had all these plans for 2022. And like, I just wasn't able to hack it. And I was like, yeah, but that's like, look at your numbers. Cause the numbers are going to tell you like some actual facts. It doesn't even tell you the whole picture, but it will tell you some more facts versus like, oh, I just didn't meet my goals. I mean, you've made more money than ever. You will by the end of the year have over 50 days off. You lost your mom. You still have a thriving practice. Like when you think of it, when you reframe it like that, how do you feel about what you've created? It's pretty cool. I mean, it makes me, it's exciting. And it makes me think about why I worried so much before about stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like taking a day off here or there. Like working so hard. Yeah, it was just really hard for me to take time off. Or if I took time off and I was being selfish or people say, oh, it must be nice to not work that much. And it's like, oh, okay, I got stuff to do, not just sitting <laughs> around. But yeah, it makes me feel really, really proud of that. And it's nice that I had coaching because I wouldn't have done that. I would have been back at work and then just been back at work. That's just what I would have been doing and worked myself through it, you know? And yeah. How do you think like where you're at with your grieving journey and stuff? 
if you forced yourself back into work and worked without this time off, like how do you think you'd be in that process? It was still hard for a while. I think I probably, you know, when I was off for a couple of weeks, I just sat at home and thought, you know, had all these thoughts to myself. So it was like, I needed to do something with myself. Mm -hmm. I needed to go distract myself a little bit because I couldn't just sit around anymore, but Mm -hmm. it was hard to give when you don't have anything to give. And it's nice to still have something that your business is still producing, even though I'm still grieving. I don't know that that ever really stops, but it's like something that's like, okay, I am doing something. Okay. Like it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah. Well, and don't you think too, this is like a measure of you as a strong woman, a strong businesswoman, a strong therapist who can suffer a tragedy, right? Like we lose our moms, we lose our parents. We don't have any control over that. And you can still serve your clients and get them results even while you feel kind of terrible or really terrible or don't feel like you have anything to give. Even on your worst day, like your smallest amount of giving is still enough for your patients. Yeah. And I think allowing that and like being like, this is okay. This is totally okay for me to go to work, even while like I would rather take a nap. You show up for yourself, you show up for your clients as much as you can. Like it is enough and it's more than enough. Like, and you have the reflection of that in the amount of money you've created, right? Like, cause I'm assuming your clients keep coming back, people keep finding you, people are totally fine with you taking 50 days off from work and they're totally fine with your rates. Like, All these things that you've decided on are okay for you. So they're okay for your clients. They don't know any different. (laughs) They don't know any different, right? And and isn't it funny? Like when we first started coaching together, like one of your things was like, I've got to tell these massage clients I'm not going to massage them anymore. And I'm doubling my rate. You literally thought that your world was over in doing that. Your accountant even was like, yep, you're going to burn your business to the ground. Your coach is on crack. (laughs) (laughs) yes yes so many things that i i really stressed about that are just not they're just not issues it takes time to really you know implement them it's like anything you know it's like mfr it takes time to feel the changes in our body it takes time to implement this but i did do a lot of self-care and i did get treated during this Mm -hmm. been getting treated yeah that was already part of your lifestyle right yeah, but it, it's been helpful to get treated. That's helped. I I do other things that are for me that mm-hmm. that aren't for other people that aren't necessarily MFR related. That's just something I want to do. And so those things are helpful too. But I think for anyone that's listening, it's important to have a good foundation in your business. That way you can kind of like kind of autopilot it all my social media was done for the most part. You know, I I could just go in and like do a couple of things here and there if I had some extra energy, but um, I try to do all those things. So it's just like automated and I don't have to really touch it, (laughs) which is helpful. Yeah. I love that. And it's, I think you were able to grow into the person that could be strategic like that and could zoom out and look at a calendar and be like, okay, I want to sit down for two hours right now and create 60 days worth of this stuff and repurpose it. And it's great how it is and good enough and set it to go out. 
versus like, oh, how am I going to, how am I going to let people know about this thing? Right. And like really having to deep think about things that like don't need to be, don't need to have a lot of deep thought about. Yeah. Yeah. So, and honestly, the biggest things that I implemented this year were such minor changes that were the biggest impacts in things. Like, you know, I think maybe at some point you mentioned, put your website in your voicemail on your phone or something like that. And I did. And like, most people, I don't have to call back because they just go online. I don't have to Love answer it. stupid questions because I just have not had time to answer questions that are just, how much is your price when it's clearly on my website. So yeah. I just send them to the website, you know, I get the people that are serious. And mm-hmm. so it's like little things like that, that have been the biggest help for me as far as having my business be as hands-off as possible. Cause I really yeah. don't want to do a whole lot right yeah. now. <laughs> I love it. The thing is, is like, you could continue to have that thought, right? Like, I'm just like, not that into it right now, or it's total like, this is great how it is. And you could just keep it how it is. And I, I think that, I mean, at the end of the year, you're going to make more money than you made. You already are making more money than you did last year. And it's just inevitable. Like every year we'll roll in more because at some point you're going to raise your rates. So you'll make more money that way too. And you'll stay more consistently booked and maybe you'll have a little less time off, but I I don't really think that that time off has been such an income squasher in any sort of way. Like, it's just so cool to see that you actually made more money than last year and you worked way harder. And that's the thing too. I think some people, when they hear me say like, I'm going to help you create a foundation so that you can have a six figure business, if that's what you want, it's a great goal to have you are losing if you don't have the 100K business. Like that's not the measure of winning or losing. And the thing that happens is when you create that foundation, it just creates the rolling effect of like bigger and bigger years, working less and less and less, where I think some people think it means working harder and harder and harder. And they become overwhelmed thinking, well, like in order to make 100K, I'm gonna have to work even harder than I'm working now. And it's just not factually true. Yeah. I kind of beat myself up because at the beginning of the year, that was my goal. I'm going to make a hundred K. And then I quickly found out like, that's not happening because I can't possibly be at work that much. I, I have to do other things. And then you told me, you're like, it's okay. You don't have to do that. I'm like, yeah, I guess I don't. Yeah. I'm still okay. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, you still might make a hundred K in a rolling 12 months. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it might end up being September to September or October to October. Like we don't, it's none of our business when it happens. Like I believe it's inevitable for you, the way you've set this up and the way, like you don't even have to try anymore to create clients. Whereas before, do you remember like those months where you were like, I'm like really low. I don't know what's happening. This isn't good. I had a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. What would you like you now tell yourself then? if you could like whisper in her ear about that. (laughs) Oh, the clients are coming. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're out there. I've also found that that version of the therapist did not have the ideal client in mind. And Mm. so now I've found clients that are more aligned with what I want. And you know, I made a few tweaks that kind of weed those people out too. And so I don't know, I was even like looking through my numbers from last year and I kind of came across clients that I saw from last year. Like I haven't seen them. They're just gone and it's fine because 
I found clients that actually want to be on my table. So yeah, it's like you don't have a dependence on anyone who's been there and anyone who's currently there because you know that there's plenty of clients out there. It's such like a self-concept shift and a belief shift. And I've said this before, people have heard me say this, like you're like literally one thought away from like only calling in your best clients. And like when the clients come into you that are not, like you're going to instantly know and you're not even going to offer for them to rebook. It's going to be so easy to leave quote unquote, leave money on the table for the money that's coming in with the clients that you want that are, you know, going to buy packages are going to be there several times a week. The people that you want your name on the work, on the results that you produce with them. So that's so, you're such a badass. I just (laughs) love it so much. Yeah. Speaking of that, there was plenty of clients that I let walk out the door in those first couple of months after my mom died. I was like, I don't care if I never see you again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just new people, they're coming in. I just, I just couldn't do it. So, you know, and that was kind of sad afterwards. Like, oh, I should have tried harder. And I was like, why? Like, Yeah. Do you hard. remember me saying to you like, why? Like why put effort into something? Whereas like, it felt like so much effort at the time. Like imagine if you had put the effort in there that you didn't have the effort to give, you didn't have the fucks to give at that point. And like how much you would have to put in to keeping them as clients. Yeah. I do think that like, this is such a good thing to talk about. And I'm sure people are like, don't get in a car accident over this conversation because you're hitting your brakes because you're like, what? (laughs) But like you have so much control over creating those best fit clients and it's the willingness to really be bad at figuring that out until you're good at it and having that awareness around it until you start having to create it. And I think that this, you know, the circumstance of having your mom die and you're like in that like emotional vulnerability where you kind of don't give a shit because you're like the worst thing happened. So there's like this echo chamber, I think that you go into where it's like, I don't give a shit whatever. And it's not that you don't give a shit, but like you're willing to feel terrible. Like the risk for that expands exponentially. And so you can just start doing things that you normally wouldn't do because you don't care. And that just speeded you up towards the result that you wanted. It's like, thanks mom. Like that's such a nice byproduct of that. You know, it's such a horrible thing and a horrible time, but like, can you see how that helped you get to where you want to be? Yeah. It's just nothing else really matters at that point. And it's like, you just, I guess, find out what does matter, you know, what's really important and, you know, in your personal life, your business, everything, it's all the same. So, I mean, it bleeds into it anyway. So yeah. Yeah. You just like your willingness to put up with shit just goes away. And I think for everybody listening, the quicker you decide that you don't care what other people think about what you're doing in your business, clients included, and you have an expectation for people to show up in a certain way, your tolerance for people that aren't showing up that way is going to be less and less. And like to the point where like, they won't even be able to get on your schedule. If someone will only schedule with you, if they know your price, like that's not your client. If they will only schedule with you, if you work on Saturdays, that's not your client. If they will only schedule with you because they, they need a 90 minute and you don't do 90 minutes, it's not your client. Your clients want MFR from you. They believe in the results they're going to get and they'll pay your rate. And they come when you're open and they don't, expect you to make special accommodations for them ever. Yeah. 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 I've learned that. You used to talk about that all of the time. And I, I heard you, but like, it didn't always click. And then it does click one day and you're like, oh yeah, they will just come and they'll do whatever I want. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like your self-concept and how you show up just has to shift a little bit, right? Like now it doesn't even occur to you that people 
would ask you to work on a Friday or something if you don't work Fridays. Like, and if they did, you'd just be like, oh, it's so cute and adorable. No, I don't work Fridays, but here's my booking link. Book yourself. Yeah. Because you're also not in that graspy, desperate, salesy energy where it's like, I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah. Which we think we have to be in in the beginning, but I just want to offer like, you never actually have to take whatever you can get. You can be picky and choosy from the beginning. I think we need to do that way more often. Yeah, sooner, right? That's why I I love... There's so many clients coming now to like group coaching that are like haven't even opened their doors yet. So it's like super fun to get a hold of them ahead of any of this like challenging stuff that they can create for themselves in their business. And then the whole thing is like getting them prepared to have their first client and to mess it up a couple of times ahead of time and not get the client and still believe that everything is going to be okay. I just had a client today post in the group that she just sold her first six pack and like made the most money ever in her business. And she just quit her PT job last week. So it's like all these things all at once. And it's like, mm-hmm. yes, and of course this is happening. So it's super awesome. fun. <laughs> so good. So fun. Wouldn't do it without you. It's all uh, your help. Yes. Well, I'm living my best life as the MFR coach right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else is going on? What's next for you in your business? What are you doing in what are you doing next year? Oh, next year. I haven't I haven't figured that part out yet. I gotta make some goals for next quarter first. Okay. I, I don't know. Gonna try to keep my momentum going and really kind of hone in on the best fit clients and and really work on myself to be the best that I can be for my client Mm -hmm. walking the walk that I'm telling them to do. So I'm trying to do that. It's, it's a challenge sometimes to self care for ourselves, but yeah, I try to live my life the way I tell my clients to live. You know, I I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I try to do the things that I tell them to do. So yeah, I try to embody that. I love it. And I think that you can still be effective. Like you know, being imperfectly perfect while you embody that because it's human and there just is no level of perfection that you need to strive towards. It's more like, how messy can I be? And how how messy am I willing to like be and still show up? Yeah, and I want my clients to know that they can, they don't have to be perfect too. They think that they have to do all these things or have to be like this way to heal and it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be a shit show. <laughs> Yeah. But you can still do it. Yeah, it just is. Like, and I think the more we just sign on for the shit show and we're just like, this is just what life is. And we quit taking everything so seriously. You know, it's like, it's more fun. And we still are going to have terrible things happen to us, but we're going to see the part where we not only survive it, but we start to thrive through it. And we allow the space to also feel whatever we're feeling right then and there and not make it mean anything. You know, it's like, this is all okay. And I think there's not a lot of focus on that, especially like in the grief realm. It's like, people just want you to be fine. They want you to hurry up and be back to your normal self. But like, you're a new normal. You are now Rachel without her mother. That's a new uh, persona that you are now trying to figure out, well, what does this mean? Like, what do the holidays look like now? What is all? And I don't know yet. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably going to be a bit of a shit show. That's okay. You get to create whatever you want. I love that you have plans for Thanksgiving. And I just highly encourage you to figure out what you want to do 
for that Christmas time so that you have something to look forward to and some support to hold you while you might maybe aren't fine. Yeah. Yeah. You can figure it out. You will figure it out. You're pretty um always do. Yeah, yeah, you always do. I mean, you ride your bike for like you ride your bike the way I would drive a car. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I'm like, well, I could ride my bike to my boyfriend's house. He lives not that far, apparently. <laughs> I can bike all it's these miles. Bicycles. It's within 80 miles or whatever. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I met Rachel's boyfriend. He's very cute and adorable. <laughs> He's so nice. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up, but I like so appreciate you being here and being willing to share all this with us. Is there anything else, like anything you would tell people that would be hesitant to coach with me or to start their MFR business? Is there any words of advice you would give them? Words of advice. You need a coach because you never know what you got to figure out what you want to do with your future um, and get that foundation set because you never know what's going to happen that you're not planning. So it's good to have the stuff that you can control done so that the stuff you can't control, you can deal with that when it happens. So I love it. So good. Great advice. Great advice. Yes. Yeah. Like control all the things you can. And then when you can't control things, have the type of business that can weather any storm and have all of your systems in place. So you can just keep on going and also take time for yourself when you need to. So we never know. And this is like, this can translate into women having babies and like needing maternity leave and thinking like, I can't take off maternity leave. You could have had a baby and taken 50 days off. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Or whatever. Like, you don't have to have a baby in order to like have (laughs) permission to have the time off. But I'm just thinking like back when I was having babies, you know, I was married and my husband was actually like basically the breadwinner for our family. And so like, I could take that time. But there are a lot of people that can't, you know, you just like can't financially take the time. So it's nice to be able to set yourself up to be um, as independent as possible so you can do whatever you want. Yep. Okay. All right. So therapists and patients, if you're listening, find Rachel in Canton, Ohio. She has online scheduling. Where can people find you? What's your, what are your handles? Northeast Ohio myofascial release. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And do you have a website? I do. It is www.neomyofascialrelease.com. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. And if you missed the enrollment for the next round of group coaching, go ahead and subscribe to my email list or follow me on social media so that you will be ready to join when we enroll again in January. Thanks again, Rachel. And I'll see you all next week on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My goal is to help all MFR therapists stop under earning and burning out. I have several resources available for you. Read my book, The MFR Coach's Guide to Having Your Own MFR Business, available on Amazon and at Advanced John Barnes MFR Seminars. Keep listening to the podcast. I'll always have fresh content each and every week. Join my group coaching program. Enrollment opens four times per year. We take all the information I teach and lay down the foundation for your six-figure MFR business. 
It's more than just raising rates, but you'll make that the hardest part. Then expand into the business owner who delivers your rate like it's just the news and who can sell MFR to anyone in any situation. I'll show you how. Get on my email list, follow me on social media at the MFR coach and visit my website for more information on group enrollment, themfrcoach.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.